Welcome to the Sisters in Zion podcast with Danielle and Kirsten, who are best friends and active members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. This is not an official podcast of the Church. This is a safe place for sisters to gather through conversations to draw closer to Christ. Oh, it's Kirsten Kirschbaum here with Danielle. Hello, everybody. How are you doing? Super, super great. Super excited to be here. You know, today for me, it really is this conversation that I've been wanting to have with you, Danielle. I've been kind of waiting for this opportunity where we could record. And just as a reminder for everyone who's joining us today, these recordings are really all about these conversations to draw closer to Christ, right? Like that's why we do this. And we've been doing this together for a long time. We've just now started to record them and want to share them with others in hopes that it will give you guys a voice and give you some maybe compassion and understanding um, for where you're, you know, where you're at and what you're feeling on certain days. And so Today I wanted to bring up something that I actually, I text you a few days ago. I was reading in the scriptures and there was a, a passage that came to me that I was like, oh yeah, like that's a good one. And, and what does that mean? You know, so I want to share this with you guys. Um, it's second Nephi and I'm in, I'm in chapter two and it's uh, in, in verse 29. And, and this is where, um, you know, somebody's talking to somebody. Hold on. Let me just go back to like who it is. Just give you a little bit of context. Um, it's Jacob. Lehi. Yeah. Giving Jacob. Him. So Lehi just passed away. And so his sons are now, you know, getting an opportunity to kind of share their heart. So Jacob. Oh, no, you're right. He's Le speaking to Jacob. Yeah. <laughs> Lehi giving like the patriarchal blessing on his son, Jacob. Thank you. Yeah. He hasn't passed away yet. He's about to. But he hasn't. So yeah, so he's talking to Jacob and, and he's talking about, um, you know, really exhorting his children to look to the savior, to the great mediator. Um, in 28, it talks about that great mediator and choosing eternal life and choosing the will of his Holy Spirit. Okay. So now we get to like, for me, like the real stuff, the stuff, the question that I have in my mind a lot. And it says, and not choose eternal death according to the will of the flesh and the evil, which is therein. That's the verse I want to, that's the sentence I want to talk about, but I'll finish reading it. Which giveth the spirit of the devil power to captivate, to bring you down to hell that he may reign over you in his own kingdom. So, this is deep. Okay. And this is the kind of thing, like, just so you guys know, when, when Danielle and I are talking, it's like, Hey, <laughs> I was thinking about this the other day. And like, what does that mean? So I'll tell you like initially what this, what kind of thoughts this brings up in me. It's like, okay, so he's not talking about someday in the future when you're judged that you may be brought down to hell. He's talking about now, like he's not saying, Oh, in the future, when the will of the flesh is evil and there's, there's actually, there's power given to the devil to captivate you in the future. It's now he's talking about right now, like this day, this very day, our will, the will of our flesh and the evil, which is therein. So here's my question. Sometimes a lot of times, actually, I don't feel righteous. I don't think positively. I don't feel good. I don't have energy. I have a ton of judgment. Um, sometimes even, especially on Sundays, sometimes even, especially at church, 
when I'm around different people with their own issues and their own, their own judgments and their own perceptions and all of the philosophies of people, you know, that are kind of mingled with scriptures and mingled with other thoughts, you know, I'm just kind of like, it's exhausting to me. I really am exhausted by it. And I'm like, oh my gosh, like I love going to church. I love taking the sacrament and I enjoy being with my brothers and sisters and in Christ and all that. And at the same time, there is this entire side of me that feels exactly like what the scripture is saying, which is the will of the flesh and the evil, which is therein. I'm like, yep, I feel that I do. So like, my question and my thought that like, I want to talk to you about Danielle, we talk about this kind of a lot. It's like, okay, so if I'm feeling anything other than total love and light and charity and you know, all of that, if I'm feeling anything other than that, even when I'm at church, like I'm taking the sacrament, I'm saying a prayer, I'm asking for forgiveness and I kind of still feel like crap. You know what I mean? I still feel that evil, heavy, yucky, I kind of want to cry. I kind of want to go home and jump in my bed. You know what I mean? Like, I feel that. I do. I'm like, hey, I want to raise my hand right now. Hey, my name's Kirsten Kirschbaum, and I feel like this at church sometimes. Yeah. Am I the only one? <laughs> no, of course you're not the only okay. one, but you're human. I mean, it, that's this whole life is supposed to be about opposition. And I think one of the greatest... Uh, advantages that Satan really gets upon us is that he um, remains anonymous and we remain ignorant of how he works upon us. Uh -huh. And so then we take it all on as ourselves. And, and I'll, I'll give you a little example that just happened today um, in church with my beautiful, beautiful friend who I um, just adore. And we were in primary and someone said something to her that um, totally offended her and she was so upset and I you know we're just chatting for a minute and she was just like no like she just dug her heels in like this is I cannot be treated this way and I have to stand up and just in this anger mode and so her and I we spoke for a minute and I said I totally understand how you're feeling and once we got to you know speaking about it she realized like there's always two sides like this person probably didn't even mean to didn't even come off that way but then she she took it that way but what happened is it went where it allowed satan right to completely take control and just like put like shove all these emotions around it's not mm -hmm. even just him right it's mm -hmm. it's his legions he has people assigned to us like if we understood mm -hmm. if we read the scriptures and see how he works around us he's constantly constantly trying to make us criticize ourselves, feel bad about ourselves, feel like we're less than or someone else treated us as less than. And so if we start to buy into those, you know, thought wave patterns that are around us, you start to really think they're true. And so all of a sudden she realizes, oh my gosh, that's not my true self. I'm like, no, it's not. And she said, she goes, that is how the devil works on us. I'm like, yes. She goes, it's that black and white, Danielle. I said, yeah, it's that black and white. It is <laughs> You know, and I was just trying to find in Moroni talks about everything that is good cometh of Christ. Yeah. Anything that is not cometh of the devil. I mean, it's just that black and white. So here's my question though. And this is as it relates to second Nephi two twenty nine, where it says, according to the will of the flesh and the evil, which is therein, does that mean that I have evil in me? 
Do you know what I mean? Like, I'm like, okay. Cause, cause I hear, I hear what you're saying. And, I, and I'm really, we, we, in our previous episode, I believe it was like the one before this or maybe the one right before that. But like, we talked about like those three voices. We talked about like the Holy Spirit. We talked about, uh, you, you were teaching it, so <laughs> you could teach it better. But you know, the voice of, of Christ, right? And ourselves and Satan. And, and yet this scripture is kind of saying like, you know, choosing, don't choose eternal death according to the will of the flesh and the evil which is therein, but we are made of flesh. So is there an element of evil in us? Well, you're putting me on the spot to try to answer something. No. I may not have the exact answer, but I will yeah. say if you think of how we are created as babies, do uh -huh. you think there is evil in a brand newborn baby? So I, don't, I don't think we're created with, oh, I'm just going to create you and you have evil in you. Maybe it's not evil in us. Yeah, maybe that's not what it is. And, and again, these are conversations, right? We never say like, oh, we have all the answers. I think a lot of our listeners um, are listening to us going, oh, they don't have all the answers either. Oh, that makes me feel better. <laughs> you know, but it's a discussion. It's a discussion to think about. Um, maybe we're not created with evil in us, but the lusts and the natural man, which we are. Like, it's not like God, but God loves us just as we are. And he created us just as, as we are. But I do think that we do have a certain propensity for evil. And evil is, you know, you can put that in quotes. That's not, evil can just be, again, thinking about, you know, something negative about the way that someone's running something at church that you think is super lame. You know what I mean? Like, that's a negative thought. And that, you know, Satan certainly just gets in there and just magnifies it and makes it so much worse than it really needs to be. But I still question, do I already have this, um, again, the word propensity comes to my mind, you know, to, to do evil, to be evil because of the flesh. And I, it's like that, and that, it says, which it's a temptation rather than just a propensity. Okay. Yeah. And it, but it gives the spirit of the devil power to captivate you. It's like, it's what gives him the power is this will of the flesh and that that sort of thing that stuff is deep and well, it's like and isn't that the purpose of life is to overcome that so right. i i just think of and let's just be you know real honest here i i yeah. realized when um around my uh menstrual time right the week mm -hmm. before all my my thoughts i mean just it was like all of a sudden i wasn't really thinking who i really normally am right i was yeah. thinking as a different person almost and i would just be like so emotional but i was also like more terminal thinking just like life is just sucks you know i mean it was just like i would and i noticed that pattern and all of a sudden i started realizing okay that's not real that is my flesh that's weak obviously it has to do with hormones it has to do with my body it gets in a lot of pain as well I'm in this cycle mm -hmm. and once I realized like that it was the cycle and it wasn't real stuff that when that week would come and I would get triggered by something what no, no 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 I don't need to be triggered by that because I know that I'm just in a weak moment um, during this time of my month and so yes. it, I learned to really manage and overcome and not just like cave into that yeah temptation to blame or temptation to feel like I'm worthless. And I would just go, no, I know what this week is. And, and I do that now too. I'll notice when I'm tired and especially at night, like 
8 p.m., 9 p.m., if I start to think too analytical, philosophical, it, it doesn't go well. Yeah. <laughs> so I have to go. And so sometimes I'm like, oh, I just I don't know how I've got to figure this out. And I'm like, film blah. And I'm like, no, it's actually evening. And I know this is not like my, I'm weaker. My flesh is weaker. Yeah. I'll fall asleep. I'll wake up and I'm like, I'm on top of the world. Like I know my savior is with me. I know I can accomplish anything, you know? And it's yeah. like a hundred, like total, you know, 360 or 180, yeah. whatever. Yeah, 360 <laughs> back where I was or 180, right? Yeah. That's so interesting. I think it's your flesh is weak and we have different propensities. <clears throat> you're looking at like even DNA or, you know, yeah. that bring us to whatever, you know, temptations as well. It's the flesh is weak and we have to learn to. That is really interesting. So that actually brings me to another thought that I had too, that goes right along with this too. And that is, I actually believe I've noticed that Satan is sneaky. He is not our BFF. We're, we're now calling him our, our NBFF, not best friend forever. (laughs) But here's the thing. He uses our physical bodies against us, right? And so, like, if there's any way, and, and let's say, like, you're a, you know, I, you're, you're a, a good member of the church, meaning, you know, you go to the temple, you've got your temple recommend, you're not really, you know, you're not drinking alcohol and smoking cigarettes and doing drugs, right? So, just like, kind of the few things that you're like, okay, I'm good. But does that mean that you're like fully keeping the word of wisdom? Like, do we even really understand the layers of that? And, and again, this isn't, it's not meant to be a judgment against anybody. I'm just saying, noticing where your flesh is weak and how Satan can use that. So I'll give you an example. I, yeah, I must, I don't know. I'm not anywhere around my cycle, but yesterday, like I just wanted to eat like eat and eat and like more than normal. I'm eating like pasta and heavy food and like, I'm not eating sugar right now. I've been off sugar for a few months now, but it pretty much anything else <laughs> that I could get my hands on, you know, it turns into sugar in the body. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I'm like, I'm like, it's not dessert, but I'm going to somehow get around it. Right. Anyway. And so today I woke up and, and I went to bed early and I slept in and I'm just tired and heavy and lethargic. And noticing how I feel crappy. And then again, I'm at church today and I'm feeling like just so much judgment, no patience, totally like this, this lens that's just totally out of focus and just annoyed at people and things and lack of organization and all kinds of stuff, you know, um, all this negativity. And I wonder like how much of our own physical body when we're, when we aren't exercising and we aren't doing, do you know, just, and not like, I'm not saying you got to be a gym rat, but I'm just saying you're not moving your body. You're not using and stretching and, you know, using the tools that you've been given. Like how much of that do you think plays into Satan being able to use your weakness in your flesh? Oh, a hundred percent, a hundred percent. I mean, the word of, the word of wisdom wasn't given just for fun. <laughs> it definitely is for a reason because Satan does have more control. And I notice when I travel and, mm-hmm. or, and if I don't eat well, I feel blah and I don't feel inspired. <laughs> I don't yeah. feel self-loving. I mean, I feel way uh, more susceptible to negative thinking, which obviously comes from, originates from the NBFF, right? Non-best friend forever and his legions. It really does. Yeah. It's like, um, and so, and, and what's nice and like kind of back to my friend, her and I were talking is, um, 
once you realize the source of it and you can understand how um, the adversary works on you, once you realize it, you're, it's so much easier to be free of it because you're realizing, oh, that's not who I really am. That's not my true self. So I can let that go. Does that make sense? Rather than just like, I can't believe I did that. I'm so embarrassed. Oh my gosh, what's wrong with me? There's something so wrong with me because I do that. It's like, no, yeah. actually, there's nothing wrong with you because you do that. It's actually, you know, taking care of ourselves is, is the key, but also learning to overcome that and recognizing that it's Satan. So my friend today, when she realized that, she goes, oh my gosh, you're right. Oh, that's not me. Oh, thank you so much. And she just felt like within like a one second, like uh-huh. alleviated rather than brewing and going, I'm such a bad person. She even called me later and was just like, thank you so much. Just being a sounding board. It wasn't me. I just let Satan and his thoughts get to me. And I'm like, hundred percent, you're welcome. And so that's, that's the beauty. If we understand he has more power over us. If we don't realize he's there and we think it's us and we think we're stuck and we think we're awful. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you for that. It's funny. I actually just took a deep breath. I feel like I was able to let a lot of this go, even just in this conversation. So thank you guys. Again, this is a conversation to draw closer to Christ. This is what it's for. It's, it's a safe place to come and admit that you feel this way. You know what I mean? You feel crappy or you feel negative or you get your feelings hurt or you don't like the way somebody does something and all of those feelings are real. You can acknowledge those things and then also realize that, you know, you can, try to do things to strengthen your flesh, to strengthen your connection to the savior. Um, it actually reminds me of fasting, like thinking about the value, you know, um, here's another, uh, I'm just admitting things all over the place today. Um, I had a friend who, um, when I was around the age of like, let's see, probably 20, 25, um, and she was like my best friend growing up, lived like two houses down from me in Southern Utah where I grew up. Um, she got cancer and she passed away. And I remember, and this was a battle with cancer she had for a few years. So the lots of fasting and prayer and, you know, ups and downs, highs and lows. She's going to make it. She's not going to make it like all this, you know. Um, and I remember doing a fast one time. And this is before I really, I, I feel like I've only recently started to understand fasting. Honestly, I don't, because of this situation, um, we fasted that she would get better and she didn't. And pretty much for 10 years, I just, I just don't, I couldn't fast. I don't believe, I don't want to say like, I don't believe in it, but I just am like, I'm not going there. I don't trust it. I fasted before it didn't work. It was something I wanted so badly. And you know what I mean? And so then I get kind of mixed up with the, well, you're fasting for the will of God, but the will of God's going to happen anyway. So why the heck are you fasting? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like there's some of that. I'm like, again, am I the only one? Like, am I the only one that thinks like this? Please tell me no. Um, <laughs> of course not. Okay. So it's only been recently that I've started to really understand the power of fasting and really the power that's there, not to change the will of God, certainly not to change the will of God at all, but to strengthen our spirit to be able to overcome the flesh. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And even as you're saying that, of course we can't change the will of God, but he also cannot infringe upon our agency. So if we don't fast and pray and ask for something, Mm -hmm. he, he can't do it. Right. So I, 
even though there are maybe way more bigger picture that you couldn't see about what happened. I know who you're talking about, your friend and what her, you know, what was going on with her body or what was going on with her purpose, her mission. You may not have had an understanding of that for sure, but you fasting and, and praying doesn't mean you're going to change the will of God, but does mean he can actually answer prayers in, in a different way that maybe you don't even see right now. Maybe right. there were days yeah. that lifted her that she didn't have, but also there's things that wouldn't come to pass if we don't fast and pray. That, right. I know. Like I, so I think I've already mentioned like this year, my new year's resolution, which I never even make was to draw closer to Christ. Like I, I was like, I need to know him. I don't just need to believe in him. Like yeah. I need to know who he is in my life. And I started fasting and I have never really fasted for that specifically. And I started fasting like, I mean, a couple times a month and it was just amazing how all my, I mean, it was answered. And then, so all those other years, it's not like the will of God wasn't that I didn't know my savior <laughs> His will was yeah. like, are, are you ready yet? You know? And I never uh -huh. asked all of a sudden uh -huh. I ask and it's like showered down on like, just like I've told you led to things that I just never would have realized with a different eye and a different mind of being able to read the scriptures and knowing and seeing how alive and how real my savior is that before yeah. I didn't understand it because I didn't ask. Does that make sense? Totally. Yeah. I do believe there are blessings that he has in store for us. And when we fast and pray and ask for them, even when we receive priesthood blessings for those things, the, those are blessings that are only called down through those, uh, through those experiences, right? Like through fasting or through a priesthood blessing or through prayer, different blessings that we can call down upon ourselves that are there for us, but we have to do those actions in order to receive them. So, yeah. And I wish I, I had the answer of why my fast and prayer and all the stuff that we do for somebody who's especially, you know, terminally ill and didn't, and why sometimes it does help someone heal and they become back and why it doesn't with others. Oh my gosh, that was the only question for God and I'm not God. So <laughs> I, yes. <laughs> and yeah. you know, a lot of times it is just, it can be a trial of our faith because mm -hmm. obviously everything can be a trial of our faith and understanding um, are you going to still pray to him? Are you still mm -hmm. going to get down on your knees? Still going to trust him? Are you still going to learn from him? Even though you wanted that, you know, candied apple so bad. And your parents were like, no, you're not going to have it. You know, <laughs> I mean, I'm just making that up a little bit different, but it's just, there's, uh, I wish I understood all the purposes other than when you, and that's why I think our podcast, you know, know the whole, our conversations draw closer to Christ because if you're anchored in fasting or you're anchored in all these other little things, some, at some point that might fail you. The only thing to be anchored in that won't fail you is Christ. And if you turn to him, right, with every single purpose and understanding, will he not teach you and help you and keep you anchored in fasting? He keeps you anchored in fasting. He keeps you anchored in, in church. He keeps you anchored in reading your scriptures. It's yeah. really turning to him and finding the purpose in the, and everything. And sometimes Absolutely. you don't learn the purpose for many years. Yeah. Turn and learn, right? <laughs> One of our favorite phrases, turn and learn. Uh, I think you bring up a really good point too. And that is that, can you fast without drawing closer to Christ? Like, cause I, I actually think in the world, like I actually think in the world that fasting is a thing, you know what I mean? Like fasting is actually kind of 
trendy right now, right? Like all the intermittent fasting and I went for 24 hours and I didn't eat and my body reset itself and went into ketosis and blah, blah. I'm not even going into health stuff right now. Okay. But I'm just saying I hear about things like that. So I do think there, that when you aren't anchored in Christ, what you're saying is you could be anchored in fasting, but that may have nothing to do with Christ even. You know what I mean? So it, it does have to be anchored in Christ in order to tap into that salvation and that atonement power uh, that exists to, to help you overcome your flesh. So, so during this conversation, I have been, I don't know about anybody else, but I'm learning things. Okay. I feel the spirit teaching me and it's teaching me that I do, I am created of the flesh. I am created of this, you know, telestial worldly matter. We are dust. You know what I mean? We are these elements of the earth, right? That's how our bodies are created and that's okay. That's how we're made. We do have the spirit of God that dwells within us and our spirits have divine capabilities. So we do have divine in us. However, we are made of the elements of the earth and he gives us these opportunities to fast and to overcome the flesh, to recognize um, when we are being led by a spirit that is of Satan or one of his legions and that we can recognize that and just even acknowledge like, yep, that. It was a feeling that's where I was at and now I'm not there anymore. I'm not going to stay there. Right. And that's to me like that's I don't know. That's just the lesson. It's kind of the continual lesson is, yeah, I experienced that. Um, maybe that was even what I bought into for a little while. It's not necessarily who I am, but it was what I was choosing to believe in or partake in for a moment. Um, whether it was a like 10 years moment or a 10 minutes moment. Right. No judgment. Um, but we can always turn back and we can always learn something and, and Heavenly Father will always use these experiences. If we choose to come back at any time, we just turn back and he's right there. Yeah, it doesn't take long for his love to, it's always there. In fact, I just read a good scripture. I wanted to say something about the, you know, intermittent fasting. Like we were talking about the word of wisdom. I mean, we don't, the Lord doesn't tell us just to fast, just, you know, to starve us. <laughs> It actually does have a health benefit and there's actually right. research that's shown how the health benefits. So, so of course there is a health benefit, but when you fast with the purpose of building your faith, which faith can, is only a power when it's anchored in Christ, it's mm -hmm. not a power that evil, you know, can use, for example. So mm -hmm. evil uses fear as a power and Christ uses faith. And so fear can be powerful, but it's, it's a way, you know, different type of power. It's a very exhausting power. Mm -hmm. um, but faith is um, anchored in love, right? Um, and so there was a scripture I just read today, and I actually started, I was like, oh, I love that. And it's talked about, it was in First Nephi 22, I'm sorry, 11, 22. Mm -hmm. It says, and I answered him saying, this is Nephi seeing the dream and um, the great and spacious building and the rod, iron rod, but, and he saw Christ being born. He says, I answered him saying, yay. It is the love of God which sheddeth itself abroad in the hearts of the children of men. Wherefore, it is the most desirable above all things. And I just, I just never realized when I read that, I was like, wow, the love of God sheddeth itself abroad into all men. So it is an, I mean, to describe it in science terms, I wouldn't know exactly what the science is behind it, but it's an actual frequency. It's an actual energy like our internet can tap into a phone over here because it's actually putting out some type of energy, right? Uh -huh. So it's an actual energy 
a completely abroad and available to every single man and woman on this earth, right? Mm -hmm. So like if we're one moment, we decide, you know what? I don't want to feel anger. I don't want to feel offended anymore. I don't want to feel judgmental. I want to feel God's love. It's like, it's there. It's absolutely there, but we have to be willing, like you said, like to give that up. I just want to read one more scripture. I don't normally like obviously read all these scriptures, but there's another Great. one in Doctrine and Covenants that I read that really helped me too. Here it is. Turned right to it. <laughs> it says, that's always nice. Um, couple, couple scriptures. It's Doctrine and Covenants 88. And then 64, it says, uh, 63, draw near unto me and I will draw near unto you. Seek me diligently and you will find me. Ask and you shall receive. Knock and it shall be opened. And then 64 says, whatsoever ye ask the Father in my name, it shall be given if it, that is expedient for you. And it says that if you ask anything that is not expedient, it shall turn into your condemnation. So you could ask for things. And apparently, obviously, we know with uh, Joseph Smith turning those papers over when he was told not to, right? And then the Lord mm -hmm. said, all right, you know, <laughs> it's not what my will is, but... And then the last thing I wanted to read um, right here is 67. It says, if your eye be single to my glory, your whole body shall be filled with light and there shall be no darkness in you. And that body, which is filled with light, comprehendeth all things. And this is what's cool is we started off with the scripture talking about the darkness that is in you. And yeah. you see this? It says right here how you get rid of that darkness. Tell if me you, again. Tell me one you, more time. Okay. <laughs> so, well, it's just not me in the scriptures, but okay. If your eye be single to my glory, okay? So our eyes are single to ever, you know, just trusting him completely. He's our creator. So why would we trust anybody else? Your whole bodies shall be filled with light and there shall be no darkness in you. Mm. And that body which is filled with light comprehendeth all things. So light, we know is the light of Christ, which is also what lighteth the sun, what lighteth the moon. Everything comes from the Christ's glory is so light and it enlightens our minds, uh -huh. our intelligence. It's when we get those ideas and you're like, oh my gosh, that's such a good idea. It's enlightenment that yeah. comes from Christ. Wow. <clears throat> that's so how you does it come? Start. So here's a question. Does it come from church? comes from Christ right so part of my I don't want to call it an issue because I enjoy renewing my covenants and taking my children to church and all of that but part of the reason why I wanted to record these conversations this one of the strongest reasons when we were having these discussions I see I see a few of my sisters who are leaving and they feel like they just can't take it anymore or they can't take going to church and feeling whatever way they feel there, or even when they go home and they still feel that way, and they, they attribute that feeling to I'm whatever. It's, it's about the church, and then Satan uses that, and then Satan infiltrates, oh, well, this is wrong, and this is wrong, and this person offended you, and this is weird, and I don't know what that's about, and all the questions and judgments and everything that infiltrate, right? But what you just said was that it comes, that light that fills your soul comes from Christ. And so anchoring yourself with Jesus Christ, following his words, I actually think there's wisdom in the way that the prophet um, has changed the 
the schedule, you know what I mean? Like there, there's going to be two hour church now. Right. And that's okay. And that extra hour is meant for each of us to take that individual time to strengthen our testimony and our understanding of our savior, Jesus Christ. And I, I know that's true. Like that is not, it is not free hour. <laughs> it is like study hour, right? It's, it's gathered together, you know, maybe even with your sisters and study the words of Jesus Christ and come closer to him in, you know, in those ways. So I think that's important. Um, I also think it's important to listen to the words of Jesus Christ, not just to seek him and to listen and all that, but to follow. And he does exhort us to gather in groups and to partake of the emblems of his sacrament in his name and to attend those meetings. Um, I wonder, and I'm not proclaiming, but again, this is our podcast, so I get to say what I think, right? And, and that is, my question is, do you think Satan is just there? Like he just shows up and just tries as hard as he can in some of those meetings to just get you down. Like, is that possible? Is it possible that Satan's at church? Like, it's, it's something that I've never thought of before, but like, I don't want to admit, but like, is Satan at church? Oh, they're taking notes. <laughs> they definitely are at church and taking notes. I mean, it, they're always, that's what fills our earth with darkness, right? And that's yeah. what fills our minds with darkness. And it's, they're a hundred percent like around us all the time. So if we, again, being anchored in Christ, if we want to find fault in something in the church, oh my gosh, you're going to find it. If you want to find fault in something in me, you're going to find so many faults. It's all about the the lenses that totally she says, yeah. (laughs) I'm saying to me, whoever's listening to this, they're like, oh, Kirsten just said, is is Satan at church? Like, you know, again, you could probably judge that. Like, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. No, but that's the point is that um, you can find fault in all things. And so when being anchored in Christ means seeing things like this, the scripture I just read is um, when your eye is single to the glory of God, like seeing things through God's eyes, how would, and I, and situations where I'm really struggling. In fact, you know, just to share a little, I do, I did have most of my family members leave the church and last year, my father, and that was really hard. And I'll go into that on another podcast. That's another subject, but but the, the thing that was hard is, you know, they wanted to tell me about all of their reasons. And I just knelt down and I said, I need your help to see this through your eyes. Like I, I just, I didn't know how to comprehend. I didn't, I didn't need to look at anti-literature. I didn't need to hear all the faults. It wasn't about that for me. It was how can I see the situation through God's eyes? And I want to stay anchored in my savior. And that actually that, that happening to my parents um, really really brought me to get to know my savior more because, you know, one of the things they emphasize is that, you know, it's about being close to the savior. And I was like, okay, it is. So let me, let me get closer to him if that's not happening enough in my life. And, and basically when we turn to him and see things through his eyes, you'll have enlightenment and understanding for whatever's going on at church, whatever's going on with you. And in a non-judgmental way, like I think about when you have a child that's learning to you know, maybe let's just say bake cookies and you could sit and instruct and say, no, you don't put that much salt in there. You could, you could sit and just criticize why they're doing it for sure. Right. But do you think that's really a healthy way? It's going to, again, instill fear in them. And savior is about instilling faith and love, right? 
So if, if we're like the child trying to create cookies and we're sitting there putting way too much like salt or flour or whatever, and he's just like, you'll figure it out. He's smiling. <laughs> I mean, you know, he's, there's a, there's a recipe there. He's given us a recipe. And for some weird reason, we like to go off of our recipe and yeah. just try other things. And he's like, you'll figure it out. And he loves us for being um, experimental, but also knowing that the way is already laid out for us. So, wow. He loves us. What an, we judge us. He doesn't. Thought. Yeah. The recipe is already there. I love it. I love cookies. It's great. <laughs> and it's not to say there's not other, well, here's the thing. There are people create all sorts of other recipes, mm. but there is one that leads us back to God or is the, there is one that is the absolute truest, bestest cookie in the ever in the world. Right. Yes, fruit. <laughs> they right. use fruit in the scriptures, but that's because right. I don't think they had cookies back then. So <laughs> there's one fruit that is more desirable. There's one. Cookie yeah, that's more like, desirable. No, it's cookies. <laughs> Exactly. Oh, Speaking of the word of wisdom, no sugar. <laughs> oh, that's great. That's such a great. I love it. I, I love to end on that. I think that's just an excellent way of looking at things and um, you know keeping that perspective and that light, um, and and really releasing any judgment that we have on ourselves and that we have on others. You know, they're just going about their recipe. And I, I do want to bring it home with this though, because again, I think that what happens is we don't, we're not enjoying our own recipe. We're not enjoying other people's recipes. And when you get into church, you're sitting in these meetings and you're kind of, you're kind of hearing other people's recipes and you're, you're wondering, do I take that recipe on me or do I, do I not want that recipe in my life? Like, you know, you're just kind of experiencing this whole thing. And I just want to say one thing that I have learned from the spirit over and over and over is that even if I'm not enjoying the particular recipe of, um, you know, a, a relief society president or, you know, someone even in a leadership position, right? If I'm not enjoying the particular way that they're experiencing and sharing, that's not a reason for me to leave. That's a reason for me to stay and to bring as much light and experience and love to the situation as I possibly can, right? That, and when you're anchored in Jesus Christ, when you love him and you know how much his church, the one that bears his name means to him, you stay and you keep those covenants and you try again the next week to bring more love to the whole experience for everybody else. You know, you realize also it's not just about you. It's not about you and your experience. It's, it's what you can do to uplift others in that situation. And, you know, sometimes I think for me that can be, um, and probably for everybody, it feels a little exhausting sometimes. For some reason I've got this word exhausted in my mind and I'm really feeling like it's coming from Satan. I need to do something about it. Like I, and I look at that, I'm like, mm, like I really have, like, I honestly feel like I have this like spirit that's with me. That's just like yelling, like exhausted, exhausted. You're so exhausted. You know what I mean? Cause it's like, I must've said or thought the word exhausted like 200 times in the last like three days. Weird, right? Like that's not from me. That's not from the savior. That's like, okay, that's not even real. <sighs> yeah. Learn and turn. <laughs> yeah, oh it's, boy. It's like the word busy. It's kind of has a uh -huh. negative connotation. Like, Oh, I'm just so yeah. busy. I'm so busy. And it's like, let's, uh, let's reframe. I've got a lot of amazing things going on 
And yes. that brings in just some more positive energy and same with exhausting. Yeah. Anything. So in exhausting, I would say, um, stems from, uh, feelings of fear and lack. Yeah. So we're either in a, there's really two opposites. Like I said, fear and faith, but it's also, so I can break it down fear and lack or faith and abundance. And if when mm-hmm. you look at those two, okay, where am I operating? I'm operating obviously out of fear and lack if I'm feeling exhausted because those are draining fear. In fact, if you look at what fear does in the body, mm-hmm. it is actually does drain the body. It produces, you know, psychologists say you have to study this stuff, but produces a whole bunch of stress hormones that exhaust mm-hmm. the adrenals. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's what happens in a fear response. So yeah. what yeah. we're in it, when we're in the loving response, it's energizing. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's so fulfilling. It's inspiring. You're just like, Oh my gosh, I'm going to do this. You're so excited, you know? Yeah. And you want to share and it's like so uplifting. Yeah, totally. So interesting to identify the way that Satan can work on you and all the sneaky ways for sure. So, yeah. Well, thank you everybody for joining yeah. us on this um, beautiful um, day. And we are so grateful to be connected with you through this podcast and draw closer to Christ. And we'll see you guys next time. Bye. Bye. Thank you for joining us on the Sisters in Zion podcast. Music is compliments of Marshall McDonald and can be found on his Sunday Best album. You can share this podcast with others through your podcast app or Podbean website. Join us next week for more experiences, enlightenment, and conversations to draw closer to Christ.